You're listening to The Support Report with Be Present, where we share real stories from young adults and how support changed their lives. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Support Report. I am Justin Peters. We are Be Present. And joining me, as always, the incredible Kiara Riga. Kiara, how are you? I'm not too bad. How about you, Justin? I'm I'm doing great. Really excited for the conversation today. But I got a question before we bring our guest in. Are you a camp person? Did you get, like do summer camp in, in when you were a child? So as a kid, I did a bunch of day camps. I think I went to one like Christian uh, sleepaway camp. But as an adult, I was a camp counselor for a couple of years as like a summer job really? um, during college. And I nothing compares to the camp experience. I love it. So what was your favorite part of being like a camp counselor? Were you the like activities organizer? Were you like getting into shenanigans with the kids? I was on the ropes course most of the time. One year I did the oldest kids um, and that was pretty fun. Um, But I lost some kids. (laughs) (laughs) They came back, but I wasn't great at that. Um, The ropes course. I loved doing the ropes course. I also love how camp is really for the counselors. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think we might get into that a little bit in this conversation. I have no experience with camps. Actually, I I take that back. I I did fourth grade camp. That was like a big thing in Missouri. Uh, Like as a fourth grader, you go to this camp. And then I remember that being like the highlight of my elementary school. So I always told myself whenever I got the opportunity, I wanted to be like my counselor and I wanted to go be a camp counselor. So I did like a three day fourth grade camp counselor thing as well. And I did like all of the things I remembered from fourth grade as well. I, we started like a pillow fight in our, um, I don't know, like conglomerate of houses or, or cabins that were there too. And I remember one of the camp counselors like put a bunch of heavy things in his uh, pillowcase and would like hit all the other fourth graders with it. And that's how they won. So of course I took that strategy as well and told all the kids like, Hey, nothing like really, really solid, but maybe pack a few things in there, like a couple extra shirts and stuff. So you can get a good uh, swing at people. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) But uh, enough from uh, you and I, let's bring in our our guest today. So joining us is Maddie and Addie. This should be a fun one to try to keep these two separate. Uh, Best friends since like five years old, they ended up going to, to camp together around seven or eight years old. We can get some of the specifics once we bring them in here and they've been best friends ever since. So they went through this entire camp actually directed at kids with cancer and then turned around and became counselors themselves. So Maddie and Addie, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys? Hi. <laughs> well, uh, excited to to talk a little bit about this. And why don't we just like jump right into the camp aspect to things? So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your guys's history, how you got started and what this camp is that we're talking about? Um, okay, sorry. Hi. Um, so Maddie and I, we met in the hospital. Um, I was diagnosed first with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And then um then Maddie was diagnosed after me and then um our parents were like kind of not like our parents were like kind of forced to like meet each other because the nurses were like oh there's like this cute little girl named Maddie and um her dad's name is the same name as your dad and I think you guys will be best friends and you guys live in the same town and it's just meant to be and um it's kind of funny because my mom said that she already knew Maddie's mom at, from high school. And then they're like, oh, it's it's fine. Of course, Maddie and Addie are going to be best friends. And then that's kind of how 
the journey started is from our nurses. <laughs> yeah. And then um, around the age of seven, which is the youngest, you can go to our camp. Our camp is called Camp Anuanue, which is a childhood cancer camp located on Oahu in the North Shore. And we have been going since we were seven. We've gone every single year except for one year in high school. And once we were graduated high school, we were super excited to become CITs, which is a counselor in training. And I'm pretty sure that next year we're going to be like full on counselors. So <laughs> our journey's really taken us what fingers 16, crossed. 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. All right. So you baited me. What was the one year? Why did you guys end up skipping one year? Oh, um, Maddie skipped. And then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I, it, I, it was just like really hard because it was graduation season. And um, there were just some graduations that and during for camp that year, they don't like people coming late. Mm. And so they were just like, I'm so sorry. Like, you can't go. It literally broke my heart. But it and I was I'm really still upset to this day that I missed it. And then Addy, like you said, when one person goes, the other person goes. So <laughs> it kind of ended up happening like that. So tell me a little bit about the the history of the camp. I'm guessing if you've been there for 14, 15 years, you you kind of understand maybe how the camp got started and and you know why people created this to focus on kids with cancer. Can you guys talk a little bit more about that? Of course. So in 1985 was the first year of Camp Anuanue, and it actually was started by American Cancer Society. So we were under them. They were like completely funding us. And then in 2014, I believe, uh, American Cancer Society decided to change their mission and they wanted to a lot more money towards like childhood cancer research. So we weren't under them anymore. We got picked up for a couple years by the actual campsite that we stay at. And then um, eventually, Bika and Allison, who are our camp directors, were like, we can do this. Like, we, this camp is our whole lives. So in 2017, we became an independent nonprofit and we got our 501c status. And from then on, they have been like the CEOs and directors. They're the whole heart and like core of this camp. So that's when it started. Sounds like superheroes. I love that yeah. so much. <laughs> they are superheroes. <laughs> Do you guys remember being diagnosed with cancer? I mean, that was such a young age, but I'm guessing that was somewhat impactful. So there had to be some memories from that period of your life. Um, I can go first. Um, so I actually, this is like probably one of like the only things I kind of remember about like my cancer treatment and cancer experience, I would say. Um, like I mentioned, I was diagnosed when I was four. And it was like, um, one night, I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't sleep that well. So my mom gave me like Tylenol. And then she's like, just go back to sleep, you're fine. And then the next morning, I woke up and I couldn't walk. And I'm like, like my mom had to like throw me in a stroller and I'm like this giant four-year-old in like a little teeny tiny stroller and she's to like wheel me to um like urgent care and then the doctor's like ma'am we don't know what's wrong um you should take her to the hospital so then they take me to the hospital they're running all these tests they do tests for nine days and then that's when they finally figure out like oh you have um 
leukemia. And it wasn't, um, it was only because there was like this lady that there's like this thing called healing touch. And um, this lady, she like runs her hands over you and they can like feel energy. And so she did enter, she like did that. And then she went over like my left side of my hip. And she told my mom like, oh, there's like bad energy over here. Like you should really tell the doctor to like check over here when they do. Um, I think it was like a, the bone marrow aspiration thing where they like, yeah. Anyway, so then they, um, my mom's like, you guys need to do it on this side right now, like whatever. And then that's how they found it. Like all the other tests were like, oh, your daughter looks fine, yada, yada, yada. But then because of that healing touch lady, she was like the reason that we were able to find it. So, yeah. What about yeah. you, Maddie? Um, so I was diagnosed when I was six years old. And it's as if we don't have enough in common. I had the same type of cancer, um, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which is um, cancer of the blood. So unfortunately, that is like the longest treat chemo treatment because since it's in your blood and you can't just target a certain area of your body, it is two and a half years for girls and three years for guys. And so um, I actually remember a lot more of it, especially because I've had to talk about it a lot. Like I've always been um, the person people would do like their senior projects and stuff. So that's how I do remember all of these things. But basically, I had sort of the same story. Like you hear if you have a temperature over 102 for four days consistently, that you should definitely go to the doctor. So that's what happened. And um, they actually felt my lymph nodes and that's when they found the cancer. Um, throughout treatment, I was I have a very supportive family. So like they were with me literally every step of the way. And um, I think that when you're a child and you're that young, it's almost easier to go through because while you don't really know what's going on, you have this type of optimism that gets you through it. And we talk about that a lot um, at camp about how these children don't know what's going on and family support and friend support um, helps you through like all of it. So yeah, I, I don't think back on it and think like that was the worst time of my life because I, I was supported by so many great people and I've had so many amazing experiences after. So, yeah. Mm. That's such an incredible way to look at it. I mean, yeah, I have metastatic breast cancer. So I kind of, I relate to you guys on that, the cancer level and to think of it as like not the worst period of your life is very special. In terms of camp i i was hearing i was listening to you guys talk about your guys's camp experience a little bit and it was kind of interesting because of course everybody is there with almost a bit of commonality to to an extent and you were talking about how it allowed you to heal and forget about the problems and find a sense of community and escape reality but then at the same time it was somewhat convenient too because you could have treatment right there. And it, you weren't the odd person going to get treatment during the middle of the day, because that's what all of the, you know, a lot of the experience that a lot of the other campers also had is, you know, is that somewhat true? Or can you paint a, a, a bigger picture for me with, with um, the community around the camp? Well, we have um, our on-site oncologist, Dr. Des Madero. She is 
the most amazing lady. I, I can't even like talk about, she wasn't my main oncologist when I was going through treatment. I had someone else, but that person, that doctor um, retired and I got to choose my next doctor and we chose, doc- I chose Dr. Des and <laughs> she, um, she basically stays at the camp the whole week. They have an infirmary at our camp and it is, that is what makes it special is that we can have children who are in ongoing treatments. Like if they are stable enough to do all these things, like they, they, we want everyone to come and Dr. Des wants everyone to be able to come. She's usually the, the person who like convinces the parents and talks them in the, cause they're going to trust, they're going to trust her. The parents are going to trust her, right? Cause she's um, the doctor. So she's there the whole week. She can do like all of the basic things. We actually had multiple kids who came to camp with the IV pole, like and everything, like not just people who are super mobile. We've had people who literally can't walk, like they're in wheelchairs the whole time. And remember that our campsite is on a beach. So we are walking through sand and people literally, I'm getting used to, I'm just talking about it. People literally carry the wheelchair. Like they all, we all pick it up and we carry the people to and from like the cabins to breakfast. And um, we have a zipline course too, how you're talking about the ropes course. We have a course. And these kids who literally can't even walk are doing it. Like people are cheering them on. They are climbing up a tree, like given the people are pulling them most of their <laughs> weight. But it's like, it's like magic. Like I can't explain the amount, the amount of magic that happens there. But everyone feels like normal to an extent because, you know, we all get the like pity card like you're like oh these people had cancer they're different or they need more care or they're more fragile that's that's not the case here and most of our staff too are also survivors so it makes it even more like everyone just relates Mm. what about you Addie? similar experience i felt like maddie did such a good job of going into detail about that um but it's just like Whenever you're there, you're just like, it feels at home because like Maddie said, it's like everybody kind of understands what you're going through and we're there. Like the counselors are there to make sure the kid feels like they are able to do anything and everything. Like, um, for example, there's like some kids that they're on crutches and we have like this water day, food day. It's like a giant food fight basically. Um, and there's like a, a kids on crutches and they're like, oh, I don't, I can't go because I, my crutches, I don't want to get them dirty. Oh, we're going to hose it off. You can come on in. Like, it's fine. We'll take good care of you. You know, it's just like, that's what camp's all about. It's there to make these kids feel like they're able to do anything because it's healing in a sense, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Kiara, did you participate in anything like, you know, maybe not a camp, but something that had a built-in community like this? Yeah. So there is an organization called the Send It Foundation that organizes um, young adult um, cancer survivor kind of adventure programs. Um, And I got, I haven't done an overnight with them yet, but I got to learn to surf um, with Send It. And it was so much fun. And it was this thing where like, you know, in a normal surf school, you have to go in and be like, okay, I have metastasis all down my spine. You got to be careful with this, this, and this. And going in there, that wasn't a thing. And there were people who were more disabled than me. And I I mean, I so relate to exactly what you two are saying. And you're kind of giving me goosebumps. It's like really, really an incredible thing to give people with cancer is, you know, that opportunity to just be normal. Mm. Betty, weren't, weren't you talking about this as well? You had like pro surfers that came in and would do like 
kayak or like canoe trips, like all the way out into the deep sea or something? Yeah, we had a um, the Maliola Foundation. They used to come and bring people, professionals. Like we didn't realize, I didn't realize how <laughs> how famous those surfers were that would come until like I saw one in in a movie. I saw them all over Instagram. Like they they were, it was so fun. They would just come, bring all of their canoes and stuff, take us to the ocean. We would see turtles. We it was just a really good experience because water is healing. Mm, definitely. So Addie, I want to ask you a question too about your camp experience. I heard this crazy tradition that you guys force like maybe counselors in training or like new counselors to drink something. And there seems like there was like no limit to like what can be put in the drink itself. So can you talk me through like one of the grossest drinks that were made and you know, what happened after someone tried to drink it? Oh, that's so funny. Uh, this is like my favorite memory of camp. Um, so I I was like really close with one of these CITs in training. And it was my like, I loved making the gross drinks because I'm like, oh, it's never going to happen to me. Got it. You know, right. <laughs> Ignorant. <laughs> um, but I did make like this drink for one of this counselors. And I put like cottage cheese, Tabasco, <laughs> ranch, um, fruits meat you know anything you can think of I threw it in there because I'm like oh this this is so fun like this is what I wait for when I'm like oh it's their turn to be a CIT revenge right <laughs> and so then um this guy he tried to drink it and you have to do it in front of the whole camp or you didn't do it at all it's like we have to see it happen and he took one sip and he was like over the trash can like throwing up uh. and I'm like <laughs> oh you didn't make it so what was your experience did you get forced to to do a disgusting drink well I got to make it myself so oh. um, because it was over zoom um and so that's because it was like our COVID year and so we had to like put their camera in front of the in front of the um fridge and then the campers are looking inside of our fridge okay what do you want me to put inside my drink and then they're like oh this this and that. i felt like i had like pickle juice i love pickle juice so yeah. i mean that was a reward for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that sounds awful <laughs> but you got to do it i feel like you, you know to. if you've for been serving those drinks the whole time you got to you got to take it on and you got to try to finish one of those drinks yourself at some point in time for sure maddie what was your drink mine was really easy i'm not gonna lie because mine was on zoom too and um i don't have anything gross in my fridge <laughs> or i at least didn't show them the gross things that they were allowed to put in my drink so i'm pretty sure it was just like orange juice and like um maybe some ranch and some but you know I'm not picky. Orange juice and ranch. That's so not good. That's a terrible combo. <laughs> but when you compare it to like the food that, because we have a set breakfast, lunch, dinner at camp. So you you're getting like leftover breakfast, lunch, like, so you have gravy mixed with like pancakes and like eggs. And you know, like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Do you blend it or just <laughs> shove it all in there? No, no it's chunks. It's yeah, chunks. they're eating the chunks. <laughs> and what is and you just do you is it just one drink? drink yeah yeah that's what i want to know too to finish the drink have oh to. <laughs> people have literally like walked out and then they have to come back because everyone's chanting your name what are you going to say no to all these children with cancer no <laughs> <laughs> so they literally walk out take a breather come back in and finish it uh, that, that is, is wild absolutely yeah. wild <laughs> 
All right. So I'd love to switch gears here a little bit. We've talked a lot about camp and your guys' friendship, but I think it's just so special that, you know, you have had each other your whole lives, your whole cancer experience, all of that. What does a cancer friend like, I think there's such an interesting thing to me about cancer friends versus your before cancer or even after cancer friends who have never experienced it. Um, so I'd love to hear kind of what role that plays, how you guys were able to support each other. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is different, I'd say, because we've known each other each other from when we were really young but I don't actually think that we became like as close as we are now until we were a little bit older and once we kind of like recognized like oh this friendship is something that's so important we had finally decided to put side time on the side for each other um instead of just seeing each other like at the camp girl scouts whatever we were in together um and I always tell people I'm like, she's like not my best friend. We I don't even consider her like my friend. She's just literally just a sister. She just is always there for me. We literally got matching tattoos of our remission dates together right after we mm. got into high school. And um, wow. she's just that person that you know, you can like, you're always gonna be stuck with in the best way, but you're always gonna <laughs> have them. You never have to worry about like, oh, this person might not be here when I get married or she might not, like, she's just going to be at every single event of my life. So it's just, it's comforting knowing that. And also it's, it's, it is different because when you've had cancer, you kind of want to think like, oh, nothing else in life is hard compared to this. Like, how are we going to complain about these small problems in our lives when we went through this? But with us, it's like, we can talk about, everything we can talk about like whether one of us goes through a breakup or one of us is having a really hard time in school or like any mental emotional physical issues that we have like we just know that we'll answer all the time so like she's like my go-to person to when I'm when I need something that's amazing Addie what do you think how has you know that friendship with Maddie been important to you Wow, that was so nice, Maddie. Um, that was so cute. <laughs> that was. Um, wow, Maddie did such a good job at explaining it. But um, um, yeah, we weren't really, We I feel like we've become really close at the ending of high school. And I think it's because we've kind of um, realized like, wow, life is kind of crazy. And I just need somebody that actually kind of really understands literally everything I've been through. And that's why it's like easy to tell Maddie anything because I'm like, oh, she gets it. You know, it's just like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, Maddie is like one of my best friends, but not really. I just like my sister. Um, and it's just like she can understand me on more levels than I can understand myself. Like she really gets me and it's almost scary. But that's what the kind of people you need in your life, people that will hold you accountable, people that will hype you up, people that are just always going to be in your corner no matter where you are. And that's what Maddie has been able to do for me. Um, and it's just a, a different dynamic we have, not only because we had cancer, but just because we've known each other for so long as well. Mm. 
That's incredible. I love that. Your guys' story is so amazing. You were giving me chills with your matching tattoos. <laughs> I kind of forgot we got that. <laughs> well, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that day. And was there a lot of emotion? Did you get them together at the same time? Yeah, at the same place, exactly the same time. Like we didn't even wait for different, like we had different artists. So me and her went before we turned 18. So um, I brought my May mom to her dad. Oh, yes, May 4th. I didn't remember that, but we bought one of our parents because we needed them to sign the slip. And um, my parents aren't the type to be like, oh, yeah, just go get a tattoo. Like, we don't care. But since it's something that I've always wanted and I feel like my remission date is such like a big achievement and I'll never not be proud of it. Um, she was like, of course, like, I think that's a great idea. And then one day I told Addie, like, oh, yeah, my first tattoo is going to be my remission date because it's important to me. And she's like, that's a great idea. I should do the same. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, oh, my gosh, we could get it together. And um, one day we just finally planned it. It was like I, I did water sports my whole high school. So it was like right after my season ended, like literally the day my season ended. I was like, let's go get these tattoos because you can't go in the water. And um, we got them. A lot of people think that like we're so close people like sometimes think we're together and so they think that it's like the same date mm. and that it's like our anniversary or something um which we let people think it but she <laughs> we actually have like the same day so like it's different months and years but the day is the same so i can see how people get it mixed up wow wow <laughs> fantastic that's so cool <clears throat> well as we're concluding this conversation i want to play a game with you guys. Hopefully you'll play along with this. Uh, we'll call it the friendship quiz game. And I got some inspiration from a YouTube video <laughs> that I found from you guys. So to, to lay the rules here, because clearly I'm not sure if you guys were on the same path, but not on the same path whenever these lays, these rules got laid. So I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to say, what is Maddie's favorite, whatever. And then we're going to count down from three, two, one, and you guys are both going to answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. And we're going to see if you guys match here. <laughs> you guys ready to play? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's start with an easy one because okay. it sounded like you guys got this one right on, on the video. So just for the sake of the game and for the audience, we'll set this as our, our test one here. So first question is going to be, what is Addie's favorite color? Okay. So I'm going to count for, count down from three here. All right. Three, two, one. Blue. Nice. Okay, cool. One point for each of you guys. Let's see if we can get three points here. I got three more questions. So maybe we should make two points. I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> next question is going to be about, um, let's see, what did I write down here? Celebrity crush. You think this is going to be a hard one for you guys? I think she knows mine. All right, let's play. Let's do it. All right. Maddie's celebrity crush here. You ready? Wait, wait, I'm not ready. Hold on. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm thinking. Uh, I have a lot. I just don't know which one. I know. Say. She has so many. Uh. Let's, let's throw it and see what happens. <laughs> oh, and if she's going to be wrong. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> all right, ready? Maddie's celebrity crush. Three, two, one. Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland. I think I saw. I've never, I've never said that. <laughs> I think. Like I, I was thinking Vampire Diaries, that guy, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Ian Silmerholder. <laughs> Man, this is gonna make for great, great podcast quality here. <laughs> I was gonna say we're about to break up a 21-year friendship here. 
All right. How about favorite food? Uh, do you want Maddie or Addie? Who feels more confident that they know the other person's favorite food? I know mine. Maddie, do you know mine? <laughs> I, and I know mine. We can see yours. Okay. All right. Let's do, let's do Addie's. Addie's favorite th- food. All right. You got a, you got something in mind, Maddie? Yeah. All right. Favorite food. Yeah. Three, two, one. Okay, nachos. Oh, I was, that's not a type of food. I thought you meant like ethnicity. <laughs> All right. Let's repeat answers here. Addie, what was your favorite food? I said poke nachos. <laughs> And Maddie, what was your your answer? I said Hawaiian food because you know what? That's I was, right. I like. I know. Food. Does it fall into that? I know. No, uh, yeah. I mean, kind yeah. of. Well, we give the point. It's, Let's give the point. I think, yeah, I think it's under Hawaiian food because they don't have it anywhere but here. Right? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's like um, like um, spicy ahi, a spicy tuna. Mm, yeah, like on wonton chips with like seasoning and stuff. <laughs> the big fluffy chips. Is that what they're called? Wonton chips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I know yeah. Okay. Those. All right. Wonton let's chips. give it to you guys. Two points for you guys. Here's the here's the deal breaker. <laughs> if you guys get this one right, you win this arbitrary game that I just made up on the spot here. So do Yay. you guys know? Uh, do you guys know the five love languages? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think it's quality time, physical touch. Uh, words of affirmation, gift giving, and a missing one. Um, which one am I missing? Acts of service. Acts of service. There we go. Um, Kara, come in to save me. So <laughs> let's let's do Maddie's. So I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys. What do you think is her is Maddie's number one love language? Yeah, <laughs> I think she should know. All right, so I have Addie's second choice for love language in mm-hmm. chat. So, but let's go with first first choice here. Um, all right, so you guys ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Quality, Quality time. time. Oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> let's go. You guys win the arbitrary game. Our first game ever on the Support Report podcast. So, congratulations. You guys have the crown now. <laughs> This was not on the outline, by the way. (laughs) Not at all. I did not know this was happening. That was fantastic. (laughs) So let's let's wrap things up here uh, to get back on a a serious note. Um, I would love it if you guys shared with the listeners a place for you guys to connect, maybe talk a little bit about camp. And I know you guys have some potentially exciting news that you might want to share, especially with some of the camp listeners that might be re-listening to this as well. So, so Maddie, why don't you kind of start out and share a little bit about what's, what's on the horizon? Yeah. So, um, I know that a lot of people are going through it right now and whether you are in treatment now, or you are a survivor, like we are, um, if anyone ever wants to reach out or if you want to share your story to us, cause we love to hear about these kind of things, you can always email me. My email is ms so k-o-m-a-t-s at gmail.com um or you can reach out to my instagram which is uh, madsta with two d's and two h's um also some exciting news we do have exciting news so Campa Nui Nui is actually expanding we always want to um have room for growth and reach out to as big of an audience as we can get to we our camp right now is only for ages 7 through 18 but we are actually I'm directing with a couple other people 
a Young Adult Survivor Summit, which is for cancer survivors from ages 18 to 26. It's going to be held next spring. Um, the dates are going to be in March, but we will have that all on our website eventually. And yeah, I really hope that people can make it. And it's our first year, so it's kind of just a test run. And I think it's going to be really fun. But also, if anyone ever wants to hear more about it, just reach out to either one of us. Awesome. And Addie, why don't you wrap things up for us today? So <clears throat> we always end with the question, what does great support look like to you? So maybe you can share one or two things that you feel like really makes up a great supporter. And then Maddie, if you have something that you'd like to add, that would be great. Is always just like in your corner wanting to see you succeed. Like um, they just uplift your goals and, but they're like able to be realistic without tearing your dreams down. Like, um, you know, cause it's like always important to be like, oh, realistic about like, oh, can I actually do this? But you don't want somebody that's always like, oh, you can't, you know, so it's like a balance of both. Um, somebody that's just there to listen to you when you're having, you're going through a hard time. Um, just having people that genuinely care about you and want you to know that you're loved and supported in all aspects of life. Maddie, anything to add? A thought that comes to mind? That was beautifully said. I agree with everything that she said. Um, I think that support is so, so, so important because it's people who love you, who gives you the hope and the courage to do everything that you need to do in life. And I genuinely believe that when it comes to things like cancer, support is half the battle. So it's definitely like super duper important. Maddie and Addie, it's been such a pleasure. Best friends since childhood, went through cancer together, experienced camp together, counselors together now. It's been such a, an, an amazing time having you on the show. Thank you. It's been so Thank nice. You. <laughs> you guys are and, awesome. Yes. And, and congratu congratulations again on, on the uh, successful win of the arbitrary game that we made up. And thanks <laughs> for playing along. <laughs> Thank you. <Yay. laughs>